Blog Talk Radio. change nothing for the Negro. But this one is going to change everything. Them Nazis ain't all crazy. A whole lot of people. It is. Keep going. Right. See, the black race can't afford you no more. Somebody like you singing, clowning, yassabossing, and we wouldn't do anything. Folks like that. You were good. Homie kind of nigga. When they needed somebody to mistreat, call a name or two, they paraded you. Reminded them of the good old days. Not no more. The day the Geechee is gone, boy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell them to do this. Should the queen quit? Head on the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad they wanted to tune in one more again to We Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, where we the gee upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. Black Our Story Month, we say happy. Happy Black History Month and Black Our Story Month to all the hundred children all around the world who celebrate on this year, February 2014. So glad it's a beep on the air one more again. And this your day 
we're going to dedicate this here program to all the living CG who have been wrong for true, who have suffered the blows for being called Gullagichi, when they know who he's going to be, but otherwise shall not stand tall to us. So we're going to take one moment of silence for all them who live through the struggle of fighting for who he's been as a Gullagichi people. Amen. All of us are cross over into the realm of the ancestors who are going through that fight. We want to thank you for all that Hunter Bidon do, for stand up for all of we, while the rest of the people ain't been the first stand for you. This evening, we had some problem with the studio in the Blog Talk Rhythm Radio Show. So we hope to say all of Hunter Chillin' for the Yeti We, y'all can Yeti We in the archive and things like that. This is the second time this year, month, but we the Get one fun topic that the people truly need for Yeti Vote, and we had some trouble here from blog talk. But we the grind on, nonetheless, because we know God know what best. So this your message, what we have to share this evening about Gullah Geechee, who we be, and we identity this year Black History Month. We had to share in this year way, so that Hunter Chillin can Yeti Vote all of me this year day. So... For all who ain't know who I'd be, this show the Queen Quit Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad for be tuning back in for this show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. While we the day on the road for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour. Thank you, thank you for all the hundred children who are done come out and support. And we pray say, Hunter Grind V, we down in Gainesville, Florida on Friday, or call school, where we going to let the other rest of the children know who just rule this year that we be, that come from New Zealand, or the NEC. Now, let me crack with teeth for that, for true, this evening. I want to crack them so that all the rest of the people were there around the world. Honey, I crack your teeth. Ain't going to talk, talk. Why on stand? So we got to do them like this year. This evening, we want to focus on black history and the Gullah Geechee identity. I find it somewhat interesting that when we go to venture this topic, we go to truly navigate it this evening, that we would have a technical glitch where we cannot open up the studio for our live chat this evening. We will continue to try that throughout the broadcast. But nonetheless, I want to thank all of you who download this show from our website each weekend that download it for free through iTunes that you subscribe and that you can share this broadcast with others because more often than not, when people first encounter the term Gullah Geechee, they want to know what is that. They haven't heard of it, they don't know what it is, or they might say, you know, I vaguely remember something, but I heard of Gullah, I never heard of Geechee, I heard of Geechee, I never heard of Gullah. Or if they're from West Africa, they immediately identify with Gola, G-O-L-A, or they identify with Gizi, G-I-D-Z-I, or the Kizi, K-I-S-S-E-E people for Gullah and Geechee. There is a rare occasion that we get to be visited by our family from Angola, which is actually where the term Gullah came from to North America and these sea islands initially through the kidnap and capturing of our Angolan ancestors, one of which we had the opportunity to honor over these past several years, which is Cato, who is greatly involved in the Stoner Rebellion, another of which is Gullah Jack. And Gullah Jack was not honored the way that Denmark VC has now been in Charleston, but we know his spirit is there shouting 
and it is his energy and power that caused this whole thing to have been fueled to continue forward in the city of Charleston with the monument now to Denmark Vesey and his legacy of what he did to stand up for the human rights of our people in 1822 to get them released from bondage and to have them continue to seek freedom. And so when we start to talk about the Gullah Geechee identity, we can go back in time to the word Gullah, G-U-L-L-A-H, being broken down and then articulated as people blessed by God as a result of the various components of the word coming together and meaning that. Or we can go back to our African ancestry of the Angolans, the Gola and the Gizi from the Windward Coast, Rice Coast region. But I want to also go back in time to just after the kidnapping and capturing that started the crime against humanity that we call the transatlantic slave trade. I want to go back to the period of time before the transatlantic slave trade into or into the period of time of the transatlantic slave trade to start to deal with when the transnational identity of the Gullah Geechee began to be changed and altered from being African people that were Gullah or Geechee or Gizi or Kizi to being people that were now stripped of their names, stripped of being Ivo, Mandinka, Malinke, Yuriva, Gola, Gizi, Mendi, Temni, Fiki, Vivio, stripped of their acculturation in the motherland, in their own homeland, stripped of this and placed in bondage and then said that you, the word that you just heard from the clip from a soldier's story, an N, that you are now a Negro, that you are now a slave, taken from you your ethnic connection to the soil that birthed you, Mother Africa. So herein becomes the first level of identity crises, but also the first identification point of transnational identity of Gullah Geechee's. Because the reason that many West Africans can reconnect with us now, and in fact today I read an article about one sister who did some studies here through the Hunter Home Gullah Geechee Research and Retreat Center just last year, and she is a Nigerian linguist, and her continued work in the field in Nigeria as well as here with the Gullah Geechee language. And looking at the dynamics of reconnection, looking at how our kinspeople can still find us due to our holding on to an identity that during the transatlantic slave trade era and during the subsequent eras of Reconstruction and Jim Crow and segregation and most of all during the integration period, Gullah Geechee people were taught to deny, taught to deny that they are African, taught to deny that they have any roots or connections to Africans and to African soil, but that their whole history, their whole legacy was that you were a descendant of slaves, not connecting you to any type of ethnic group, not connecting you to a country or a continent or anything, but that you were the descendant 
of a slave. Because, again, the slave had no identity now, even in terms of citizenship, because slave doesn't attach you to any country or any continent, not even North America. So now, here it is that during transatlantic slave trade, my people combine all of their African traditions, their linguistic patterns, their food ways, their spirituality, all to create a new identity that today is looked at around the world as Gullah Geechee culture. And mind you, I have no space between Gullah Geechee there. There is a slash. Gullah Geechee, one thing, one connection, no separation. Gullah Geechee culture. So herein with Gullah Geechee culture, having been shielded during transatlantic slavery and having been something that was uprooted, something that the people enslaving wanted to remove completely so that you would become a slave, but not that that was your identity that God had given you initially. God had it that you were birthed into the cultural community that you were. But human beings trying to play God, trying to play owner over others, trying to be controller over others said, you are no longer to identify with that. You are to identify with who we tell you that you are. And so as a result, you end up with people not calling themselves Gullah or Geechee and not even knowing or identifying with what that is for multiple generations, especially through written literature, due to the fact that the 1740 slave codes making it now illegal for African peoples to be literate. So now you enter this period of identity crises, because who are you? Are you now a slave, or are you an African? If you're an African, what ethnic group are you? If you were born here, your parents were born there, who are you? So now, even during that period of time, people just knew that they had to survive. So this is now what enters the psyche of the African peoples of the Sea Islands. How to survive this entire tragedy called slavery. So now, in my survival, I must teach my children so that they would teach their children methods of survival. Part of the methodology of the survival of Gullah Geechis, whether it is how did our language survive, which has been a question I've been asked throughout this Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour several times by linguists, how is it that our language can survive? How is it that we create the spirituals and they survive, where we are still singing them now in churches and in praise houses throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation and at cultural events when the spirit leads, they are sung? How is it that the polyrhythms continue to emit from where we are and reach out to our people elsewhere such that it is a healing salve to their souls that they know that they have now reconnected with their own cultural community? How is it that all of this happens? These are all still mechanisms of our survival that our ancestors taught their children, their children taught their children, they taught their children's children. So down the line here we are. 
we enter this period of time that is supposed to be about freedom. The Special Field Order 15, Big Shoot the Start, Emancipation Proclamation, all of this year, we become landowners, no longer chattel, no longer contraband, freedmen. So now, is freedom simply because those who formerly enslaved you are no longer living in proximity to you? Or is freedom because your spirit has the ability to rise above the very condition that you are in? And now freedom gives you an opportunity to now reconnect, recreate, resituate, and rearticulate your identity. You now have the opportunity to decide your name. You may decide, if you remember, to go back to the African name that you had in the motherland. But possibly because you're now in America and you have the opportunity to articulate bilingually, you opt to use that which the masses would be able to read, pronounce, under and overstand. So instead of using an African name, you find the English version of what your family's surname would have been in Africa, and you use it now to be the surname of the family because you no longer want to hold on to the name of the enslaver. You may decide that you will take the name of the plantation you come off of and use it as a surname, as a mechanism of identity so that your children that had been taken from the arms and the breast of their mother can find you again. If they were sold to another plantation, you now would want them to know how to find their way back home now that freedom has come. So you keep the name, you also may stay on that land given the fact that you now could purchase it at auction. You may not purchase all the acreage, but you purchase your 10, 20, 40 acres, and you use your mule to clear that land, to keep it as a family homestead, now here called heirs property. So now, when you enter this phase of identity, you are now a person of independence. Because of constitutional amendments in the United States, you eventually become known as a full citizen of the United States. And now to be a citizen, you must be a human being as opposed to three-fifths compromised, the three-fifths of a human being as you were counted before by the head when taxes had to be paid on property chattel that you were once called. But all the while, taxes were being paid on black gold, black cargo that brought more riches to others. So now here it is that you stand owner of the land wherein you previously were on in bondage. You do what it takes for you to be able to continue to forward your independence. You are self-determined 
to clear this land, to build your home, to raise your family here, and to have a place that when your children that have been sold away, if they make it home, or those men, those cousins, those people you love that were off in the war, if they come back, they have a place to come back to. And they can connect because they can identify you. They can find where you're located because of that name. So now here it is that you live through enslavement to enter this period called Jim Crow and segregation, to enter a period of missionary schools and later public schools, all where they teach you to deny who you are. They again try to relegate you to this N-word that means lazy, shiftless individual. They try to strip you of any identity again that links you back to your motherland, links you to family, links you to intellect, links you to spirituality, links you to full humanity and humanness called culture. Instead, they are trying to create your identity once again and to supplant in your mind. You never were anything. You won't ever be anything. So if you say you're Geechee, instead of saying, oh, that's one of the African ethnic groups that had come over here before, right? No. They tell you that that means backwards, ignorant, rice eater. And some of you believe it. So now, who wants to be backwards? Who wants to be ignorant? Some of y'all are saying, well, some people don't mind, or at least they act like they don't. Yeah, I agree. But if you ask people in a room, okay, are you back with people raise your hand, most likely you won't get hands to go up. All of you ignorant people raise your hand, you might not get hands. Now you say you ignorant people, acting ignorant, and, and they think it's jokes, yeah, they may raise their hand. But backward, ignorant, lazy, shiftless, rice-eater. Oh, no, we can't be that. So we can't identify. We can't say to anybody, we Geechee. And then, much less go, don't do not do that. Don't let nobody know that. So now you have parents teaching their children to forego their first language, their mother tongue. The rest of it is in the car, like this year. Why school? We get to London? For Hunter to be like that the rest of the time. So one of the guys so we in God in in life, yeah? Okay, yeah, down the rest of it. So they don't want you to come home speaking any way other than what the Anglo people speak. They now teach you to not identify with your very self, not identify with the very family you live in. If the family around you speaks this language fluently, then here comes the souls of black folks splitting hairs trying to figure out how am I supposed to not speak the language I've been speaking for all these years before I went down the road to that building they told me it's a schoolhouse. Why is it that at home it was all right, and now when I get there they say it's not? Now they told my parents to tell me it's not, but my parents are the ones that taught me to speak this way in the first place, and they speak this way all the time. Here comes, and I should have played this song in the background, the ball of confusion. Because those who had no knowledge of the existence of these African languages had not fully articulated the fact that Africans could possibly be 
bilingual. They didn't even accept that as something they would articulate because many of them were not bilingual, so how could you be? These missionaries that came in came largely from New England and up north. They were accustomed to speaking the way I'm speaking to you now, and they thought that their job, their mission from God, was to now help these Negro children to be better citizens. All right? So you now were to change your identity yet again to fit in with the rest of the world. Don't be too proud. Don't look people in the eye. Stay in your place. Now, if you were a Gullah Geechee, you took pride in who you were. You owned your land. You knew your culture. You knew God. So you would proceed accordingly. You may learn the code switch, but you weren't going to deny who you were. There were other people who, in their identity crises, decided to assimilate fully or as much as they possibly could. So herein comes the interaction of the two characters that you heard at the beginning of the show, CJ and Sarge. Sarge is a light-skinned African-American male. CJ is a dark-skinned Geechee male. Sarge is offended by the very presence of a CJ because to him, Geechee is not a culture. It's not a cultural identity. It's a mirror to Sarge's past. It is a mirror to enslavement. It is a mirror to say these were the buck-dancing Negroes that would just do what they were told by the others. But in actuality, if you look at it psychologically, who was buck-dancing now if Sarge had risen in these ranks in the military, in a segregated U.S. military? Sarge would have had to have danced the dance that he had been commanded to dance, or he could have never became a sergeant. He probably would have got court-martialed, possibly lynched at that time. C.J. was being C.J., as real as they get. He came in who he was. He marched as who he was. He played his music as who he was. He spoke the way he knew how. He saw no reason why any man should hate him for simply being who God had birthed him to be, which is a Geechee. But to Sarge, Sarge represents every African-American and every assimilated Gullah Geechee who said to a Gullah Geechee who held on to their language, held on to their traditions of farming, held on to their tradition of bottle making, held on to their tradition of going to the creek for getting food, held on to a tradition of grinding the wood and things for getting heel nerve and things like that, held on to shouting and praise and things like that, said to them, you don't need to be doing that. We passed that. Who wants to do that anymore? Oh, my God, you are so country. Oh, my God, that is so ignorant. Oh, my God, I don't do that anymore. Sarge represents you. If that's what you told somebody else who was going to get you, or that's what you told yourself when you stood in the mirror, that you don't need to go back to being you. As Papa always said to me, God bless the dead, honey, I for going back to old landmark. And as Teddy Pendergrass would say, you can't hide from yourself. Anywhere you go, there you are. So here it is that Gullah Geechis go through this struggle for generations. 
that we are still in. But now the struggle is articulated another way, not only in transnational identities now of people being called Gullah, being called Geechee, being called Seminole, being called Black Seminole, being called Afro-Seminole, being called Muscogee, and all of them being part of the Gullah Geechee diaspora. From here to the Bahamas to Texas to Mexico, these are our people, to Oklahoma, these are our people. Whether we go back and also include those in the western seaboard of the motherland and Angola, called by the same names, these are our people. But others have said to us that even if you are across the creek from one another and your state boundary is between South Carolina and Georgia, y'all are different. Y'all in Georgia should be called Geechee in every other format of switching around the word Geechee that you can imagine, and the ones in South Carolina are Gullah. That is inaccurate. That is a psychological inducement to cause what I talked about on the show last week, genocide, because it will cause you to say, we are not one and the same. When you start putting a space between Gullah and Geechee, that is to say we are separate. We are not together. We are not the same. I don't identify as you, and I don't identify with you. So my struggle is mine over here on these Georgia Sea Islands. Yours is yours over there on the South Carolina Sea Islands. And the rest of you over in Florida, North Carolina, y'all fend for yourselves, whatever you call yourself. You call yourself a native islander. You're not a Gullah. You're not a Geechee. So here we have an ongoing identity crisis fueled by people who actually want you to fight amongst yourselves while the victor gets the spoils, and they would be the victor who are the outsiders, who are not Gullah or Geechee. They are your Sarge who plays the psychological game on you, hoping you kill yourself and your whole community. Whether you kill them through character assassination, you kill them actually with violent measures, you kill them by erasing your identity from the earth, their mission, when they seek to try to tell you, don't identify as one, as Gullah Geechee with the slash in the middle pulling you both together. Identify with the space between. Oh, don't identify as one nation. No, identify as only separate little communities all over the place because you're weaker that way when you're separate. And so someone can come and do you in, and you can be gone from here, like ultimately what happens in a soldier story. And then who's left to tell what really went down and why ultimately becomes the the mystery. So here it is, that when the Gullah Geechee Nation comes together, they come together and stand with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition in the identity of our people as one people, Gullah Geechee, as one nation, the Gullah Geechee Nation, from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida, from the Atlantic Ocean to 30 to 35 miles inland onto the mainland. This is who we are. This is what we do. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people, Gullah people blessed by God, blessed to recall who we are after having gone through the Middle Passage, blessed 
to remember who we are after having gone through the transatlantic slave trade. Blessed to remember who we are after going through Reconstruction and Jim Crow. Blessed to remember who we are after going through segregation and integration. Blessed to know who we are to stand up today and still fight for our human rights and to fight for that as Gullah Geechee's, whether somebody else wants to write a paper and call us Gullah or write a paper and just say Geechee or write a paper and say Muscogo or write a paper and say Seminole, these folks stand together today identifying themselves as one nation of people, one cultural group that seeks human rights. After everything has been up against us to try to destroy not only our human rights, but our very esteem as individuals. So now we have a transnational identity in Africa, in the Caribbean or Caribbean, as well as out west and into Mexico and back into the U.S. and on to the Sea Islands of the Gullah Geechee Nation. We have a transnational identity. But the biggest identity crisis is is the Gullah Geechee traditionalist versus just somebody who said I was born there. The Gullah Geechee's that just simply continue to articulate, well, I was born down there. But then they are not interested in surpassing any stories of Gullah Geechee's that identify us as more than having been enslaved in cotton, rice, and indigo. There's a danger with that. The Gullah Geechee's who say, I was born there, but refuse at any moment to not cringe when they had a people look like a deep like a soul. Those that turn their nose down at the family compound living and turn the, and turn their noses like it's like, oh, what is that? And then go to turn it up as they walk out and away from the family land that is that heir's property that I spoke of, that the literal blood, sweat, and tears of their ancestors is in the very placenta of many of the family members is buried there. So here we have... Today, others coming in, trying to exploit the Gullah Geechee identity for profit. So here in Black History Month affords them a luxury, a luxurious opportunity to exploit Gullah Geechee culture under the guise of Black History celebrations, under the guise of saying this is somehow a way that they pay homage to or respect the culture. But if you truly respect the culture, wouldn't you then have the people of that cultural group present to you in the way that they know that they live, as opposed to you dictating to them what it is that you want from them during Black History Month? So herein lies the problem. The Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which you can find at www.gullahgeechee.net, That's G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T, as well as our official nonprofit for the entire Gullah Geechee Nation, the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, and you can find them at Gullah Geechee Angel Network, all one word, dot com, has been inundated within the past month and a half 
with emails from various parties wanting a Black History Month performer, a Gullah Geechee performer, a Gullah Geechee storyteller. And when we articulate to them that we don't provide performances, but we do provide edutainment events, we do presentations to present our culture to you, they are then somehow offended. But we shouldn't be offended that they only relegate us to entertainment and that they're only looking for us for 15 minutes um, for Black History Month. And also they want you to come volunteer or they feel like they want to give you an amount that equals possibly the gas that it would take you to drive to their site to dance, to sing, or to storytell. Because now people are only identifying Gullah Geechee as a commodity to be exploited for the entertainment purposes of the industry of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. So it now has people who are African-American moving to this area, adorning themselves in plantation-styled clothing, a la Hollywood and Aunt Jemima's pancake box style, going to plantations to sing, to storytell, to dance. It is also bringing in a plethora of African drummers and dance troops from up north that have no Gullah Geechee roots. Their roots articulate from other parts in the U.S. and other parts of the world. But they know there's a market. So they come in to do this, and they fill this void that Gullah Geechee's refuse to do. Gullah Geechee's who are self-determined, Gullah Geechee's who are independent, will come and present who they are to you. But they're not necessarily going to dance because you throw a dime at their feet. They're not going to tell the story that you want to hear knowing that's not something that comes from our tradition, but just something that you think is trite and cute that your friends might want to hear. Sounds very much like the plantation era. You march out the enslaved person when you have your friends visiting at the plantation. You have them cook you dinner, and then afterwards you have somebody play the fiddle and somebody else there, a little boy that's going to buck dance for you. And they find no offense in the way that they want to articulate what they assume is the Gullah Geechee identity. But part of that is because we have had too many people decide that they were going to basically make our culture a comedy. And because they wanted to present it in a comical fashion with Southern drawl, many people think that is now Gullah or Geechee when they hear it, and it's far from it. So we have this issue of identity now, and how do you identify a real Gullah Geechee. How do you identify who you work with within the Gullah Geechee Nation's geographic area to truly be educated about the culture? How do you come in and give respect to the culture and pay homage, whether it is Black History Month in February, Black History Month in October, or just another day of the year? And trust me, Gullah Geechee's people who are black by race, so they will be that any other day of the year, and they can educate you on who they are any other time of the year. They can share their story, each Gullah Geechee, even those who have been assimilated or those who were assimilated but now who don't catch a sense, and those who have returned to wanting to under and understand who their people are, what our culture is what the real value is of it, the ones who are reading the books, who are watching the documentaries, who are the ones at the educational events wanting more so that their grandchildren don't deny 
who they are the way that this adult once did. This is the time that folks need to come together around the return to identifying with our cultural community. Black History Month affords us an array of opportunities to gather in groups in celebration and in education. And there's nothing wrong with a dance or a song or a joke from here to there, but that one thing does not make the whole person. You now are stripping me back down to being three-fifths or less than that of a human being if that's all you think that my identity is. If all you think that my identity is predicated upon is what craft I know how to do, whether I can paint a painting of Gullah Geechee's or I can make a basket or not, then that means that you truly don't respect the culture in its full identity. So we see that others who are now trying to identify with the culture, they're identifying from a commercial standpoint. They're identifying from an exploitive standpoint. They want to make museum pieces out of those that still yet live, speak the language, that do the traditions from the land, that own their land. They want to be able to mount you in a production as a character without your permission, without any recompense, without any, you know, payment or anything for that. And then find offense with you if you say that's unacceptable and I won't tolerate it. But it is high time for us to identify with not only who we are, but whose we are. As the national flag of the Gullah Geechee Nation says, we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. So that means that the Creator God anointed us, blessed us. We belong to God. So we need to act accordingly as we would say. So when we start to talk about Gullah Geechee identity and black history, we need to recognize that when black history or Negro History Week started in 1926, this was a critical time because we now had the one-room schoolhouses for the most part for quote-unquote Negro children, but in them the teachers were not Gullah Geechee, Gullah Geechee was not written of in books. Gullah Geechee right now is not written in but a limited amount of textbooks in existence from grade school to college. So how could someone teach that which they did not know? They could not. They taught what they thought they knew, and they taught what they thought was best, not even realizing that they were contributing to the destruction of an entire culture and the genocide of individuals and the destruction of the self-esteem of thousands of students because they would be confused if they couldn't just be who they were and be that fully. So now, even 50 years after the fact, 1976, Black History Month comes into celebration. I don't ever recall anybody celebrating being Gullah Geechee in the 70s. I don't recall too many people doing it in the 80s until we started up with the Gullah Festival. And then... Some people came to just figure out what is that, while there were still others saying, don't be that. Throw that away. Get rid of it. We fought too hard, and we've come too far, and we've made it. We don't need to be that. But I tell you, you live long enough, 
You see things, you hear things, you grow from, you learn from things as you go along. And I believe it is a blessing to have lived long enough to see the very same people who before would deny the identity and the existence of Gullah Geechee, whether they were Gullah Geechee or not themselves, deny it, now want to celebrate it. But I don't appreciate them trying to exploit it. I've lived long enough to have a brother say to me just Saturday past at the St. Helens Library where I presented the Gullah Geechee and Reconstruction and just a clip from the lecture components of that presentation will be up on Gullah Geechee TV tonight. And Gullah Geechee TV you can access on YouTube and you can subscribe to our channel and also you can go to G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-A-C-H-E-E dot TV, all right, Gullah Geechee dot TV, and watch episodes. But here it is that this brother let me know he was a proud Gullah Geechee. He's upset because he has two daughters who speak the Gullah Geechee language. They like speaking the language, but they don't want to have nothing to do with the land, and they don't want to live in their own homeland. So they're young, though. And I told him, just keep praying for them, keep working with them. They'll come around, they'll mature, and that God willing, they will find the overall value and all of the legacy that they have. They, too, are still seeking their identity as they go out into the world that moves a little faster. But as they grow older, they're going to love this slow-moving sea island waves hitting the sand of the shoreline. So it's always interesting to me when I deal with words to be able to look at how others define such words. So here it is that we've gone through Ages of identity, eras of identity within the Gullah Geechee Nation. And articulating that in the context of the length of time we've even studied and celebrated Negro History Week, Black History Month, and even up to now as we continue the celebration, how it is important that people not be offended because you say, I do know my cultural group and it's Gullah. I do know my cultural group and it's Geechee. I know that I'm not just a black person, but that I actually know my culture. Please don't get offended with a Gullah Geechee that is aware of that without a DNA test, okay? And so that is another identity issue we're dealing with now. And so I also then, when I see people get tied up over the usage of words and how they're articulated, I always want to know what the other person is thinking about how are they seeing the world so as many of you who have ever attended any of my history musical presentations that have a lecture component or where I like to bring out a dictionary on the United States dictionary for you the word identity is defined as the fact of being who or what a person or thing is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. We're not dealing with things tonight. We're dealing with people. So this is about the fact of being black, gold, Gullah Geechee, anointed people. That's who you are as a person. And one of the children is dear from these y'all and things like that, or rather what's the Guayne Island, the 35 miles of St. John River and things like that, and one of the North Carolina ancestors and been the African people with the Madaba and tried to put the lick on your back from back of Yona. Okay? It's also is used 
as a characteristic de- determining this. What characteristics determine your identity? So here we've talked about history, culture, food waste, spirituality, geographic region, family compound existence, land, legacy. We're dealing with all of these things that cause you to have a full identity. These are the characteristics that make that up. Now, there's also a use as a modifier, chiefly to use it in England, that says serving to establish who the holder, owner, or wearer is by bearing their name and often other details such as a signature or photograph. Well, let's just go with serving to establish who the holder, owner, or wearer is by bearing their name. We're back to the name. Not what people call you, but it is what you answer to that make the difference. And I'm surely going to answer when you call me gullible since it's people blessed by God. I'm surely going to answer when you call me black gold because I know that I've been blessed to be rich. So I am going to answer to that. I bear those names proudly. Gullah Geechee Black Gold, anointed people. I'm the holder of it. I own it. I own my cultural identity. So we have established that fact as the Gullah Geechee Nation are the rightful ones to hold and own, wear and bear the name Gullah Geechee and to identify who we are culturally in the world. We are linguistic ethnic, and national minority of the United States, and of, we are the majority of our own Gullah Geechee Nation. Because that is who we be. That is nation of we. You understand? So now here it is. There's another definition. A close similarity or affinity. That's an identity. Meaning I connect with you because there's such a, a close similarity. I have an affinity for it. Well, that again goes back to how we reconnect the Gullah Geechee diaspora. We find each other because of our similarities. We identify with each other. We quickly bond. We have an affinity for one another because of those similarities. We identify with one another so we under-overstand. What I love, because most of you already are well aware, I'm a mathematician and computer scientist by degrees. So I love in mathematics how identity is used. It's a transformation that leaves an object unchanged. Now, I know you all say, how can it be a transformation and be an object left unchanged also? Well, I never change from being Gullah Geechee, although I may grow. So I change in my growth spiritually, physically, emotionally, but I am still Gullah Geechee. So that's what you call an identity operation. It's a transformation that leaves an object unchanged. It's an element of a set that is combined with another element by a specified binary operation leaves that element unchanged. So if I combine other Gullah Geechis up in here with me, I'm still unchanged, but we all, we are grouped now. It ain't just me one. So we have an operation by putting ourselves together. We're combining our forces. So you as Gullah, me as Geechee, Gullah Geechee, we be all one, and then we have a combined element. You see, we put these elements together. We are no longer not Gullah Geechee, but we are more powerful. So we have an operation that still left us unchanged. 
while changing the dynamics of how the world sees us. The equality of two expressions for all values or the quantities expressed by letters or an equation expressing this is also a mathematical definition. But the equality of the two expressions that we value is the equality of Gullah Geechee. They're the same. They're equal. They're one. They're one family. We value this. The quantity of all of us together, united, strengthens our identity that we then can find more and more of our similarities to be more akin to, to have more of an affinity for. We bear this. We hold on to this. We carry our name, Gullah Geechee, with pride because of who we are. So for all those others that believed like Sarge that the day of the Geechee was gone, I say to you, the day of the Gullah Geechee has only begun. So the day of the Geechee by itself might be gone, but the day of the Gullah Geechee together is going to live on. So I definitely appreciate and thank everyone who has had an affinity for Gullah Geechee culture, who identified with it enough that you have come out to support the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Tour. I thank all of you who are on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, which is about at 11,500, and our goal for this Black History and Our Story Month is 12,000 fans. I thank all of you who are following us on Twitter at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E, and at Instagram also at Gullah Geechee. I thank all of you who have become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition as well as fans of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook as well. I thank all of you who are on Pinterest following the Gullah Geechee Nation and repinning what we pin. I thank everyone who listens to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, downloads it on iTunes. Thank all of you who watch Gullah Geechee TV on YouTube and you share those videos with family and friends and classes around the world at gullahgeechee.tv. I thank you for those who have gone to Amazon and bought my books there, especially the e-versions of the books now for your Kindles and for your iPads, as well as those who go to www.gullahgeechee.biz, gullahgeechee.biz, and that have supported the economic empowerment of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Because for a community to continue to sustain itself, it must sustain its identity, but it also must sustain its land ownership and its economic ability. And so we thank each and every one of you who thought it not robbery to support we, who come out to these events and that continue to tell family and friends to join us as well. And so I'm looking forward to journeying further down. I thank everyone who came out to Davidson College this week already up in North Carolina, and we're now journeying down to Florida. And that's why for all my regular listeners, it's not a Monday show this time, I'm on a Wednesday. But fortunately, because you can listen to it anytime you choose, we can record it this way so you would have it to hear. So you can wait till Monday if you want to listen to the whole thing. It's up to you. But if you're at this point, I'm sure you've listened to it all by now. And so we definitely thank you. And we want to see all of you at Gainesville, Florida, at Oak Hall School, Oak Hall School. This Friday from 6 to 8, there will be a special reception for the Gullah Connection and I for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour. We definitely thank all the sponsors of that event, and we are so looking forward to the meet and greet with the family in Gainesville. 
And so please, you can keep up with everything I'm Queen can find at queenquet.com or definitely through at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, and Gullah Geechee Nation on the Facebook fan page. So the hunters will know where we're going next. So definitely this week we're in Gainesville, and we'll be back on the air next week with our normal time on Monday unless somebody contacts us to have us come to their city by Monday. And this has been kind of the way the land has been laid this month. We have gotten some sudden requests, and we're trying to fulfill them all. But this is our world tour for the year. So if you want to support it and you want to sponsor an event to help us raise money for Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy and raise awareness, please email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. That's GoGeeko at AmericaOnline.com, and we will connect with you no matter where you are in the world to be able to come to your town and be able to present March is Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month, so we pray that many of you will be here to help to sustain our land and our legacy and to then go back home and share the Gullah Geechee identity and just who we to be for truth. And let Anchilla know that Gullah Geechee day and gone, it going on. This year the Queen Quet head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation so glad that Hunter Chillin tune in one more again to We Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station and that Hunter to celebrate this year month with we and to celebrate black history and we story. It's all about the Gullah Geechee identity for we. So God bless Hunter Chillin wherever Hunter to be. Grind on. Be safe. Hope for see Hunter in the next tour stop city. Peace and blessings. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.